Good morning, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, as always, Mike Russett. So today, we're, we got another episode coming. We did one this morning. We're doing another one now. You're probably going to get two or three more today. We'll see. See how creatively inspired I'm feeling. Uh, so male influencers, there's there's a lot of, you know, quote, unquote, masculine influencers out there in the space. Um, and this can be problematic for a number of reasons. Number one, there are a bunch of very influential, malleable young men that don't have strong male role models in their lives uh, that have a propensity to attach themselves to the more extreme and negative characteristics of men that they want to emulate. I know that was a mouthful. Go back and listen to that because it's important that people understand that. Uh, the second reason why it's problematic is that, you know, just general people um, are very easy to influence. People are always looking for somebody to look up to. That's why we follow. I mean, that's why most people follow these. I don't get the whole celebrity thing. I'm not a celebrity person. I'm not. A, I don't follow celebrities. I don't know. But that's why so many people like follow and obsess over celebrities. People want role models. People want to be led. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody should have a leader or a mentor in their life. The problem is, is identifying and picking the right ones. So there's a lot of men out there right now in the masculinity space. Um, and you, I hate to have to say this, but there should be no reason why any woman... Um, would be doing any coaching on how to be a man or masculinity. Now, this is why I have a problem with men seeing women therapists. Um, I have a problem with therapy in general. If it works for you, great. But I have a problem with men seeing women therapists, therapists female therapists, because I, I don't think that just like I can't relate to the feminine experience, a woman cannot and never will be able to relate to the masculine experience. You know, it's funny because the few trans people that I know, transgender people that I know, uh, two of them are, well, a couple of them, but two of them in particular are female to male. Um, and try as they might, you could still tell they're a woman. You know what I mean? Try as they might, you could tell. You could tell. Um, I mean, one of them... You know, it's just, there's there's no way for a woman, to, and, and just like you could very easily spot the man trying to be a woman. And that's the problem is like, ladies, you guys are, you guys are the voices behind this, accept everybody and love everybody. for, And then you, you let this transgender stuff spiral out of control. And now you got these men making an absolute mockery of the feminine making an absolute mockery of woman. If I were a woman right now, I would be furious at these men. Furious. These dudes are coming in, taking your trophies in sports, taking your first places at beauty pageants. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, uh, and they make it. There was a kid the other day. Somebody sent me a video of this man dressed as a woman rolling around on his bed, crying, pretending to have period cramps and the uterus that he doesn't have. Like, doesn't that, like, the, don't, 
don't you find that uh, to be a mockery of the struggles you've gone through as a woman? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But intolerance and acceptance. You tolerate everything. You stand for nothing. Just remember that. There's nothing... I've never, you know, we've all been brainwashed to be tolerant people. I'm quite the opposite. There are certain things that I just do not tolerate at all. I don't tolerate men parading around as women. I, I, I don't tolerate that. I will never be tolerant of that. You can go ahead and try to dox me and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's crazy, man. you got to be careful of what you say now. You know what? Screw that. You don't have to be careful of anything. But be watchful of people that are going to want to hurt you. Like, like, look at what they did to my boy Tate. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what's going on in that situation. Do I think he's a human trafficker? No. Do I agree with everything he says? Absolutely not. But man, he had some really great points. And look at what happened to him. Jailed. And he called it too. And he said when that didn't work, they'd end up killing him. So that's probably next. Look at Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, Canada is trying to send him for re-education. This is some Orwellian 1984 stuff that we're living through live in real time right now. Look it up. Jordan Peterson, it's on his Twitter. He got a letter. They're trying to send him to like a camp for re-education to, to learn how to say things properly because he criticized a politician. Like, look at the world we're living in. This is what happens. I've been trying to tell y'all for a long time. This is what happens when you just tolerate everything. You know, there's going to come a time here very soon where, where it's violence is, I think, at this point, the only recourse for this. Um, I don't think that we're going to be able to change the direction of the world peaceably. Now, that kind of contradicts what I said yesterday about helping others, and that will... But I, I think at a certain point, there's going to be a breaking point of resistance where there's there's violence is going to be very necessary. Um, we're starting to see it now. I think when they started going after kids, that's where they pushed the envelope a little bit too far, I would hope. You know, you start seeing more normal people um, whose kids are being told in school it's it's bad to be white. Or you can just choose your gender. Or you don't have to tell your parents about our conversation. Or look at how many... I would love to see... And the data is not going to be there. And if it is there, it's been skewed. I would love to see um, the stats on child abuse from self-identifying liberals and self-identifying conservatives. And, and compare those numbers... I would like to see the uh, stats on child abuse within the alphabet community. Um, I bet you it's exorbitantly high. You know, these are a lot of things that many of you are terrified to say. Because they'll come for your jobs. And this all wraps around to back with the point of the masculine influencers. There are some major red flags that I have with many masculine influencers. And the first one is... Um, living in the gray area or not speaking out on controversial issues. I, I see a lot of these male influencers that are in the masculinity sphere. Be a man. 
come to my camp where we put you through like a, a Navy SEAL training. We'll all shout in each other's faces and carry a log. And then we're going to wrestle in the mud. And, you know, do I think that there's maybe some value to that? Absolutely. You know what I mean? But do, do I also think it's to a degree LARPing? Yes. But more importantly, these guys that are out there selling these courses and just in these, it's, they're, they don't say anything controversial. They're, they're, what their controversy is just being a masculine man. But when it comes down to like, there's a guy that I really uh, respect is Mark something. Um, he was like as, uh, abused as a child. And he goes out and he saves little kids. Like he went to Afghanistan, saved a bunch of little girls. Um, went to Mexico, saved a bunch of little girls and boys because uh, he was abused as a child. I can't remember his name. He's pretty good. He's He <clears throat> sticks his neck out there. He calls people out. He says the hard things. Most of these people, dude, taking pictures of them smoking cigars with their wife in lingerie on their lap. It's just, it's just so corny. It's so corny. It's so fake. It lacks substance. So the number one red flag with a lot of these, you know, so-called masculine influencers is the fact that they don't say anything really controversial. And we, I don't want people to say things that are controversial for the sake of being controversial. I want to, I want people to say things that are the truth. Like, if you're going to be a man, there has to be at least some iota of iconoclasm within you where you go against the grain, but not in a marketable way. That's what it is. They go against the grains. Oh, that's the perfect way to sum it up. They go against the grain so long as it's marketable. Yeah, they'll talk about how men need to be men and men need to get the gym. and blah. All that's marketable. But standing up for Christian values and belief, what, beliefs when it comes to things like hetero and homosexuality, oh, hey, that's not marketable. Let's not ever go there. When it comes to like speaking up about how kids are being indoctrinated in school, this whole gender ideology and critical race theory, oh, that's not marketable. Can't go there. So that's red flag number one. Not saying the hard truths. Not using your platform to talk about the difficult things that need to be talked about right now. Number two, and I kind of mentioned this, is selling courses or charging people 15 grand to go to a three-day long LARP, seal LARPing boot camp. I just, I just think it's like gay. I don't know. Maybe it's just, you know, <laughs> uh, it's like these guys, they all get matching t-shirts. I almost like, I feel like it's making a mockery of seal training because 90% of 99% of those dudes could never make it through full seal training. And going out and getting some cold water splashed on you and having to carry a log around, again, I, maybe there is some value to I can't knock it, you know, without ever, ever having really looked into it. But at the same time, I th I'm pretty sure I can see it for what it is. <clears throat> and it's just kind of goofy. It's, uh, I think it's really goofy. You know, these guys are all screaming at each other, and then they show a bunch of them, some dudes in the middle of a circle on his hands and knees crying and then they're all hugging him. And I, you know, that's great and all, but, um, I think that's for a certain type of man. And I think that certain type of man is a dork. I don't know. 
like if I, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be, I'm trying to think of the alternative. Well, Mike, if that's dorky, as you say, what's the alternative? What are some, I think you just need a group of men that are going to hold each other accountable. That's it. You want character growth? You don't need to go get cold water splashed on you and screamed in your face. You know what I'm saying? I do, again, I do think there's some value to hard coaching and you know, physical suffering. You guys have heard me talk about those things a million times. Obviously, I know there's value there. But it's like if you're going to go spend 15 grand on a three to four day camp to do that and think that's going to change your life, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. You got, I hate to use the word scam because poor people use that word. And when I say poor, I don't, I'm not talking about socioeconomic disparities. I'm talking about like poor mentality. People say that they think everything's a scam. Oh, you want to get your uh, license to be in real estate? You want to get your insurance? Like scam, scam, scam. Oh, I got to spend money to make one scam. No, I'm talking about like you got scammed. If you pay 15 grand to go splash around in some water and the sand and have some dude yell at you, you know what I mean? <laughs> and think that that's going to regenerate your character, or your manhood, or help you get your wife off again. I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, I just can't see any lasting results to these things. Maybe I'm wrong. Somebody out there changed my mind. You know what I'm saying? Maybe somebody out there that's been to one of these camps could give me some like reasons as to why it's helpful and useful, but I just think it's, it's BS. So inability or unwillingness to stand up on tough issues, selling a course or a camp. Now, do I think you need to make money? Absolutely. You know, use your platform to make money, but like make it worth, like if anything, do one-on-one -on -one coaching and mentoring. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're get like, uh, I liked what Tate was doing with the mastermind uh, I, I don't know. I never bought into that. But like uh, besides his course, he had like a group of men that used each other for business purposes. They held each other accountable. They like that kind of stuff. Like I respect, I would pay money. I'd pay a lot of money to be a part of a long lasting group of men that hold each other accountable, that set goals together, that pull their money together and go in on businesses that right there, I would pay for that. And you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start something like that. That's somewhat somewhat similar to what Tate was. I think it was five grand and you get in. Um, I don't know much about it to speak on it, though. But, yeah, there's just, you know, these guys are goofy, man. The other thing, um, yeah, going back to what I said before, I think that the third red flag to me is – the LARPing, but more so like in character, like going back to the guy sitting on a throne shirtless and his wife's in like lingerie and he's like smoking a cigar and they've got like a couple of ARs. It's like, that's so corny, major red flag. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, why are you showing your wife's body that much of your wife's skin off on the internet? Number one, I don't think that's masculine at all. And I used to do, I used to do it. Like I used to post to show off 
like really good looking pictures of my wife in like bikinis and so you won't find any of that on my social media now. You know what I'm saying? I had a mentor in my life call me out on that. Like, why are you posting that stuff, that kind of content of your wife for everybody? It's like, dude, that's your wife. That's not anybody else's. I'm like, yeah, that's, you're right. I kind of feel like a cock. That's what you're doing. You're being a cock. That's what it is. It's cuckoldry. And then you're sitting there smoking a cigar with an AR. It's like, let me see you reload that thing under duress. Let me fire. So you go hide behind that car over there. Let me start plugging that car full of shots and see you even reload that thing and hit a target before you start taking pictures of it. It's so, it's just, man, I don't know, dude. You guys, you got to be look. You got to watch out for who you want to emulate. There's nothing. It's not cool. You know what I mean? It's not. It's just, it's, it's so corny. It's so incredibly corny. So another big red flag. You know, stuff like that. I think another big red flag are people that have been unsuccessful in marriages. I had a guy that somebody referred to me and, uh, you know, I was looking for a mentor, which I still haven't found. Uh, just like a life, business, spiritual mentor. Uh, and he wanted a pretty big sum of money. And I get to dig in. I find out he, you know, he's got a failed marriage. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to be coached by this person. I know that might be harsh. Because I know some really good men that are divorced. But at the same time, it's like, it's hard for me to, and this is going to offend some people for sure. I might lose some followers over this. And it just know that if you're out there, and you are divorced. Uh, I don't know what your situation. I don't know what happened. I, I know that my wife and I, we've been through the ringer. We both made mistakes and we're still here. But uh, it, it would be hard for me to follow a man who made a commitment before God through sickness, through health, through riches, through, through everything is what that means. And didn't honor that commitment. I know that sounds... That's, that's going to offend some people. That's going to turn, but it's true. I don't know that I could be coached by a man who broke a commitment to God. And listen, I break commitments to God every single day. Every single day I break. So, like, maybe I shouldn't be, I don't know. My point isn't to judge. I'm just talking personal preference. To me, that's a red flag. It is. It's a red flag. Major red flag. Another big red flag is like being a womanizer. That was a big thing with Tate. You know, I liked Tate a lot because he made the people that I don't like very angry. (laughs) I was boiling it. it, Don't get me wrong. This guy made a lot of really good points. I hope he gets out of prison, assuming he didn't do what he is, is accused of doing. You know, I hope he makes it out of prison. Uh, and, and, you know, I see him carrying a Quran around and, you know, I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, but it's good to see him, you know, maybe that'll help lead him to the Christian faith. But, uh, I agreed so much and so vehemently with him and plugged him so hard because I loved watching how angry he made these people that I absolutely cannot stand. The liberals, the feminists, I loved it. 
but I would never be able to fully respect him as a mentor or a leader in my life because he's a womanizer. You know what I mean? He's very open about it. And uh, my views have changed. There was a point in my life, actually, when my wife and I's marriage almost ended a couple years ago. I can remember calling one of my friends and being like, dude, I'm never going to get married. I'll probably never have kids. I'm going to travel from city to city to city. I'm just going to bounce around with my dog, Bane. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not even going to own a house. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like Airbnb and rent sick ass condos on, you know, sunny Isle beach and outside of Miami and then hop over to California and then rent out a ranch in Montana. I'm like, I'm just going to hop around for and start businesses and just be like an angel investor and just have a different woman in every city. And I can remember after having that conversation, being on a flight home from Miami and getting this sick feeling in my stomach, like, is that really what you want? Is that really what you want? You know, cause I, I've met men, these dogs, good looking, they're in their fifties, absolute flock, gray foxes. You know what I mean? Super successful in business. And they've been single, you know, they've been divorced a couple times or maybe never even settled down and don't really have kids or they had one. They don't really know them that well. And there's just, there's just a brokenness behind the eyes. Uh, you could sense a sadness because as a man, like you're wired to provide and, and protect. So it's like, if you don't have a family, who are you providing and protecting for and you're sure you could provide and protect for people outside your family, but I feel like at our core, that's what we're wired to do. You know, people, some of you people don't realize that driving slow in the fast lane impedes traffic in such a way that you can cause jams for miles with your big, stupid, goofy clown shoes doing 60 miles an hour in a 70, in the far left lane, just do, 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 do. How do you not notice peak NPC behavior? Now, of course, it's in Connecticut. I'm with all the people that want to live in the city, but they can't afford to. So here we are. Ay, ay, ay. You ever heard Joe Rogan talk about Connecticut? It's hilarious. It's like it's a highway between Boston and New York, and it's like it's true. Some of the worst drivers. I went to Connecticut for a business trip a couple months ago. Well, actually, probably a year ago now. And it was like, bro, you barreling down the highway. You'd be in the fast lane. The light's on. It's in the. It, it was like, it was dark. And I can't tell you how many people I come flying up on their rear. We've got three lanes. They're in the left lane. They could merge over two lanes and not see a single car. And they just do 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 keep cruising in the left lane. I, I don't know. I'm not going to rant about this anymore. Either execute the pass, go 90 miles an hour or more, or get out of the way. The only excuse to just chill in the left lane is if you're doing 90 plus. That's it. That's the only excuse. And people like say that everybody should vote. I don't. I think that uh, if you get caught twice, give you two strikes, just impeding traffic, 
by being slow and, and just cruising in the left lane twice, you never get to vote again in any election. You lose it. You can't, you can't be trusted with sound decision-making. So another red flag, let's get back on topic, of these influencers that I would encourage you to look out for is... I got to think of one. I got so mad with this dude in the left lane. That's why when I do these, when I drew, when I do these episodes driving, it's always a, it's it's a wild card because you just never know what kind of idiocy I'm going going to encounter. I guess that I guess those are all the red flags, man. I think we talked about that enough. I just be very careful. Just be very careful. Oh, lukewarm Christian. That's that's what I was gonna say. Lukewarm Christians. These guys that are like, you know, they got their toes in the water with Christianity a little bit. They mention it every once in a while. But, like, if you were to grill them on really tough topics in the Bible, and I don't mean hard to understand, I mean, like, societally, you know, from a societal perspective or controversial, they, oh, well, you know, I think it's up to interpretation. We'll know when we get there. Just... You know, lukewarm Christianity and a lot of these male influencers, big issue. Big issue. They call themselves a Christian. They post the nice, fluffy Bible verses. Judge not, lest you be judged. Bro, people love that verse so much. That is, that's the only verse any progressive Christian knows. Judge not, lest you be judged. In the same meaning you use will be measured to you. And just, they love that verse. But yeah, lukewarm Christians, man. All right, I'm just rambling at this point. I'm going to close this episode out and get out of this Connecticut traffic. The only thing good about Connecticut is the Mohegan Sun. And I got a couple good friends here. Shout out Cassie. Shout out Paul. Um, but other than that, I don't know which other of my friends live in Connecticut. If I missed you, it's because it's such an easily forgettable state that it's. The, I'm from Connecticut. Cool. I uh, I don't have bunions. <laughs> I've got nice feet. You know, if if I ever fell on hard times, I would shave my toes and hit an OnlyFans account with my feet. That's what I would do. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm ending the episode. I love you guys. Let's get it.